0: Hey guys, this is Kurt. And Logan. And we're here to talk about Battle Bards.
1: I thought we were here to talk about how you're a terrible father pimping out your son. What? 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 Nothing.
0: (laughs) Okay. No, Battle Bards is great fantasy audio.
1: I wouldn't know that. (laughs) I wouldn't know that. I am five.
0: What's being five have to do with anything?
1: I'm five. Only things I care about are cartoons, balloons, Star Wars, candy, opioles, foils, <laughs> dogs, Pokemon, video games, fireflies.
0: Do you even know what those are?
1: existentialists Paintings.
0: How do you even know how to say that?
1: The sound of farts, <laughs> ninjas, and electronics.
0: Okay, that's a lot to process. Farts? Really? Oh, but check this out. Lord Arduk.
1: <laughs> is a wooden fatigue simbolo bida October far stay out with mon out on fuchitang gali asparos oh scary <laughs> and this <laughs> Impressive.
0: You can't deny this, though.
1: Okay, that's very cool.
0: Okay, Logan, so how much would you pay for that awesome audio?
1: 13.2 pesos?
0: There's no such thing as 0.2 pesos.
1: 1,500 yen? 500 pinks? Republic credits.
0: That's not even real. That's Star Wars, Logan. Well, let me tell you. You go to BattleBars.com. You sign up for an account. And not only do you get that premium audio, but you can get a little something from us also. With the $10 and $25 packages, you get one free track with MFGCast1 as your coupon code. Buy a $50 or $100 package and get five free tracks with the code MFGCast2. That's a half of an album. For free, just for using that coupon code. Could it be any easier? Buy the $150 and $300 packages. Not only do you get most of Battle Bards fantasy audio, soundscapes, music, sound effects, etc., but you also get 10 free tracks with coupon code MFGCast3. A full album for free for using a coupon code from us. You're welcome.
1: I'll just buy that great audio right now.
0: Wait, but you have to you have to ask your parents permission
1: before you buy.
0: This is the MFG cast. Mm-hmm. Hey guys Kurt here solo mio uh, Mike is off doing some husbandly duties um, so I'm just <laughs> by um, just taking over the podcast but I'm not alone. I have a wonderful guest, um, one, of those, one of those people that when you, when you get them, you're like, I got the perfect get. So um, <laughs> we are talking with James D'Amato from the One Shot Podcast. James, thank you for coming on the
2: show. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Kurt. I'm very excited to be here.
0: Awesome. We love to hear that, because if we hear the other way around, then we're always concerned. So, Thanks for having
2: me, Kurt. I'm very resentful to be here against my will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, we have him locked in the basement. He's actually not on Skype. We actually have him chained, and we're going to make him do our bidding. So, Hey,
2: Kurt, it's been two days since I've had water. Do you think I could have some water?
0: Well, we'll see. All right. We'll see. Right. We'll let the cats have their due first, and then maybe after they're done, maybe you can have some.
2: I've been watching cats drink for two days.
0: <laughs> now, what we just did there. Has a little something to do with what we what we will be talking to today. Uh, James and Cat from the One Shot Podcast are doing something. the The mechanics of the game are a little similar to other stuff, but it's something that I think is uh, yet to find its niche. So um, instead of having me me bore you guys to death, I'm going to have James explain what MPC cards is going to be coming on Kickstarter.
2: Yes. Uh, so as Kurt said, we. Kat and I uh, have designed a party game together called Noisy Person Cards. Uh, Noisy Person Cards is a party game that's meant as a training exercise for role-playing games. Uh, Kat and I really like playing games, and we like helping other people feel like they're developing their skills in role-playing. As you guys know in the audience, and, and Kurt knows, obviously, uh, with his show, there is so much that goes into role-playing, and there's a lot that you're sifting through. And so with our first game design projects, what Kat and I wanted to do was create tools to break down the different elements of role-playing into bite-sized pieces so that if anybody does like approach role-playing to the degree where they seriously think, I want to make myself better at this hobby... Uh, they can do that just by playing one of our games. And that first game that we're doing that with is called Noisy Person Cards. And NPC is a party game that has a similar mechanic to your Cards Against Humanity or uh, Apples to Apples, where a judge will put in front of the table a character card. And that'll be something like a zombie or a goblin. And everybody else sitting at the table will have hands full of phrase cards. And on those phrase cards will be, you know, some little pithy one-liners about fantasy. And the object of the game is to say the phrase on your card in the voice of the character card that you were prompted with. So it's a way to help players develop new character voices that they can use at the table when they role play or help people, you know, who maybe haven't uh, really put themselves out there and tried voicing a character yet. uh, Try on a bunch of different voices and get more comfortable with the idea in general. So how
0: important is character work in RPGs as far as voices go?
2: Uh, that is something, like like a lot of things in RPGs, there's no right answer for that. But <laughs> I know to, to like me and Kat, we love playing with voiced characters, because to us, it helps deepen the immersion in the game to speak differently than we do when we're just, you know, BSing around the table. Uh, in our character, it centers us and creates a little bit of a deeper connection and makes more of a performance for the people that you're playing with. Uh, I I found that in games where everybody is willing to go all in and voice their character, I have so much more fun because we spend more time role playing that way. And it's it's more fun to laugh at uh, other people around the table really getting into it. So when you,
0: when you're doing role-playing, like when, well, I'll speak from your experience since I have you on, um, (laughs) which makes sense. Of course, I wouldn't speak to anybody else. But when, when you first started role-playing, is that something that you wanted to bring to the table right away? Is that something you developed? What made you decide that character voices of it was something that you, that you would make into a game like this?
2: Well, that's interesting. Uh, So the first game I played, I played a character that was, as we say in improv, very close to my spine, Uh, Mm -hmm. meaning somebody who was basically just me in a fantasy setting with magical powers. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until my second character that I really decided to go out there and try being someone that was not me and wouldn't Mm -hmm. talk like me. Um, Mm -hmm. And that game, I... You know really got into it uh we were playing shadow run and i my character that i had made was a genetic clone of abraham lincoln and so i tried to speak that whole game like i was abraham lincoln and even though like i was this ridiculous thing like doing this crazy mercenary work in the far future with orcs and trolls and whatnot even though i was like playing this ridiculous character Basically, all we did that session was roleplay. We had Mm -hmm. a really intense character moment where, like, my character betrayed the party because he refused to assassinate uh, whoever they were going after. And, like after the run was over like they managed to beat me and kill the guy like we had this cool standoff on the rooftop where i was speaking in this deep abraham lincoln voice and everybody around me was like talking in character and it was one of the coolest role-playing experiences i've ever had and you know jumping off that too like when i started gming more uh and it would get to the point where you know as a gm you have to make multiple characters at the table that your party will role play against. Uh, whether that's like little goblins that they're fighting, or you know the king who's giving them uh, quests and whatnot, you have to create so many characters, and it's easier to talk to the party if these characters feel distinct from one another. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that's something that uh, both Kat and I like sort of grew to recognize. So when we started doing one shot. Uh, we found people who were willing to voice characters and like really get into them. And so for us, it's just been this thing that like, as we started to role play more and got familiar with more role playing games, uh, we found it was so much easier to connect to things instantly if you go that extra mile and actually separate the character from yourself in terms of voice because voices, one of the few tools that we have in role-playing because like you're not using any sort of visual it's not like a video game where you've got your character generated in the screen the only thing that you're really doing in that universe is speaking so if you create a character voice you sort of summon up a bit of that universe into what you're doing at the table with some people i'm sure it's pretty easy for them
0: to you know imagine what a character would sound like or look like and stuff like that but if you know, if you're the same character that's like, oh, well, I'm the king of, you know, this great land. And then, and then, oh, I am a goblin or, you know, I'm the female server. You know, after a while it gets to be kind of bland and it's like, okay,
2: you know, you put a little bit more into it, you get a better experience out of it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like anything in life, I think when you decide to put more of yourself into something, you get more out of it. Mm-hmm. And... I, I, like, it is kind of embarrassing to be the only one at a table, like, doing a character voice. I know when 4th Edition first came out, I went to one of those premiere preview days, uh, and I decided to play a session with these people, and everybody was talking about their character in third person. And I, like, sat down at the table with a character voice, and I just committed to it super hard. Um and. <laughs> You know, I I had a blast, and, like, even though I was the only person doing that, everybody at the table, like, was enjoying that character, or at least I I hope they were and were talking about me when I went to the bathroom or something like that. But, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like, when you uh go through the initial uh jitters of like oh man i'm gonna be doing this silly voice in front of people you can open yourself up to enjoying what you're doing at that table so much more and it's one of the things mm-hmm. like everybody when you're playing a uh, role-playing game you're literally sitting around uh, probably with a bunch of other adults full-grown adults and playing pretend so like There's you're not doing something where you're not already taken down a peg. So you might as well swallow your pride and jump in with all the enthusiasm you can muster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. I
2: was just talking with
0: somebody I knew the other day about a comedian and I forget the comedian's name, but they talk about it. Like it's the, the point in your life when you realize that this life that you're in is just fucking ridiculous, then anything is possible. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, you're. You know, you're pretending to be an adult, you know, when you're really a kid. You're, you know, doing these silly things. You're, some parts of your personality, you know, you're just like, why am I doing that? I could, could just act the way I should be acting, but I'm not, you know? So, in these aspects, and I, I, I think that's one of the, one things I like about role-playing is that even if... You've got your traditional, you know, people will label it as like the nerdy thing to do and stuff like that. There's a lot of different personalities that go into role playing. And a lot of the aspects in role playing are way beyond what your typical shy person or, you know, someone that, you know, maybe rolls with a smaller group of, you know, these players and stuff like that. I mean, just imagine all the things that they're doing that, you know, maybe someone else is not doing, right. you know? So that's why, that's what the one thing I really like about role playing, especially when we're talking about this whole voice thing, it's like, why not? Most of the time you're playing with people that you know, you know there's hardly a time where you're playing with someone you don't know and you know what if you put a stupid voice behind it sometimes that's going to break the ice and really make things that much better
2: absolutely and you know the the one thing that i i want to reinforce about this like that you sort of touched on is there are a lot of people who play in very different ways and when i say doing something like you know increasing your skill role playing or or working on it in like a workshoppy way that's not to say that you're better for doing a voice. Uh, but I do want to encourage people, like through this game and obviously through, you know, what we do on the podcast, to experiment with the way they play. Because you never know, like there's I cannot if you told me in high school, uh, before I had played any role playing games, that I would spend an appreciable part of my weekend uh (laughs) putting on a dumb voice while pretending to be a wizard, I would have like died of embarrassment right there in that moment. but obviously it's something that I love to an insane degree and am super passionate about. So I, I think that willingness to experiment that's the sort of spirit that we're trying to encourage through the game. Yes, for sure.
0: Um, so so where did this where did this game spawn from? You know was it something you just played one night and then aha? was it something where you had one too many drinks and you were doing silly voices and you decided this needs to be a card game?
2: So Kat and I uh, spend a good part of our day talking over Google Hangouts. And we'll on and off mention different ideas to each other, whether it's for role-playing games or for episodes for our shows or, you know, whatever. And this is just one thing that I was like, hey, uh, we're talking about doing a game that's not a role-playing game. What about something like this? And Kat was on board right away and like the next week we were writing up the uh, sample print and play version that we have available on our site right now. It's one of those ideas that like we liked it and we were enthusiastic about it and it wasn't that hard to get started. So like once we got started, it just bowled up until Momentum and we were able to, you know, finally approach here where we're sort of ready to expose it to a much larger audience and uh, see if we can get it made. Nice.
0: Perfect. Perfect.
2: Okay. Before I talk about the Kickstarter, um, I just wanted to
0: ask you one final question. So do you think that a bad voice can ruin the experience or does it just make it that much more exciting when someone does something that's just, I mean, to, to even to them sounds awful.
2: Uh, so i we've play tested this quite a bit. And what I will say is I know that uh, this sort of game is not one that everybody is like at the same skill level with because like you know there are some people who are more comfortable acting and some people less comfortable what we tried to do with the writing of the game is make it so that even if you read everything in a monotone deadpan the written cards are still funny enough that like you're having a good time and on the other end of the spectrum if you're somebody who is really hyper self-conscious and does not see themselves uh being able to do voices uh we have added a mechanic that that complexifies the game a little bit because we are using that card matching mechanic. Uh, But one thing we've changed on the phrase cards in your hand on the uh, opposite side, uh, written upside down are descriptors. And these descriptors can modify the character card that's on the table. So if the character card is a lich, you can stick a modifier like sad or uncomfortably sexy onto this lich and change the way people would read the voice for the card. So if you go into a round and, like, it is something that you're just not comfortable reading, like, there's no way that you think you could ever deepen your voice enough to read for a werewolf. You can take one of your phrase cards, maybe a phrase card that you don't like and has been hanging around in your hand for a while, flip it around and use the modifier on the underside to change that werewolf card so that now you have your shy werewolf that everybody else has to read for so by skipping the game you've actually still managed to contribute and make the game more fun for everybody but without having to put yourself in the space where you're uncomfortable reading for a
0: werewolf yeah which is great i I like that modification part That. Not only does that, you know, help if you are, if the one person is stuck, but it also, you know, if you know the next person, the person next to you is really into it and you want to really throw them a curveball, that's kind of a cool way to be like, okay, hotshot, here's a little bit more for you to do.
2: Yeah, and we we also adapted that into a dueling system because like the other thing I I know when I play Cards Against Humanity or something like that, often when I am judging, there are two different things that both equally deserve to win and what we found playing is that often there would be people who just did different but both really good voices and you want to reward them both so you can call for a duel in those tie situations and they have to take modifiers from their hand and add them on top of what might be an already modified card so your uncomfortably sexy sexy lich is now a stuttering uncomfortably sexy lich and you have to adapt the way you read the card based on that and if you manage to pull it off you know you win the round uh so that's that's how we decided to take that very familiar card matching formula and make it a little bit more interesting
0: yeah yeah for sure that's a that's a good thing to do because a lot of a a lot of those games like you said it's either it's way too good or everything is like not good enough and you're like trying to make a decision like okay which one is the better one (laughs) right exactly yeah definitely Okay. Well, I you know, I think we've talked it up pretty good. So, what are we what are we expecting for when we're looking to fund this? What are we looking for as far as
2: pledge levels go? So, the most basic pledge level is $30 and that gets you the print copy of the game. Right now, like if you're curious about this game and you want to check it out, you can go to our website at paracosmpress.com/npc And for those who don't know Paracosm, that is P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com slash NPC. And we have a print-and-play version of the game there. Uh, That is 150 cards large. Uh, There are... Oh, wait. Maybe it's a bit smaller than 150 for the print-and-play. I can't remember the exact number on the print-and-play, but... uh, that the print-and-play version allows you to play for, like, a couple hours, or maybe, like, an hour, an hour and a half. Anyway, that is a fifth of the size of the final game. The final game is going to be 600 cards, 500 phrase cards, and 100 character cards. So you get the full version of the game uh, for $30. And we've got a couple of other levels that are, like, you know, getting more than one copy if you're a retailer. Some of the interesting levels that we have is we, we hired several great artists for this who are people like molly ostertag from the strong female protagonist comic or jess fink from chester 5000 uh, or eric colossal from rutabaga like really fun cartoonists and many of them have offered to draw people's DD characters so that if you have a dnd character that you really like if you pledge at one of the higher levels we will get one of these artists to draw them and we will include them as the basic set of the game Likewise, if you're more interested in, like, story-based stuff about your character, we will create a phrase card around one of your D&D characters. Nice. That's always good. It's always nice to get that
0: that kind of stuff involved because it personalizes it a little bit more. And I definitely know there's a lot of people out there, especially a couple of people that I know listening that would love to see one of these amazing artists draw one of their favorite characters.
2: Yeah. It's, it's always whenever you get the opportunity to get an artist to draw your character, I say, take it. Like when I go to Gen Con, what I do is hang out at artist alley and get them to draw my characters. <laughs> nice.
0: Can you draw my fifth level bar, please? <laughs> please, please. please? Uh. I love it. I love it so much. So when is this uh, Kickstarter dropping then?
2: Uh, So this Kickstarter right now, our expected launch date for this Kickstarter is very soon. It is April 11th. Monday, April 11th is when we hope to have it up on the Kickstarter site ready to go. That could drop back to uh, Monday, April 18th if Kickstarter drags their heels a little bit. But right now we're on pace to do the 11th. So it all depends on the Kickstarter approval process there. Very nice.
0: Well, and as we release this, we'll we'll promote the heck out of it, and if it changes, well, you know what? We'll roll with the punches, and we'll <laughs> we'll let everybody know. Oh, no, thank you very much. <laughs> because as as I think everybody knows in life, no matter what happens, if you think everything is perfect, it is not, and sometimes things will happen. So we're hoping for that four eleven uh, release also. So
2: yeah uh, but i i like the game right now is done all the phrase cards are written all the art is in uh so really all we need is the money so that we can uh pay the distributor or not the distributor the printer to print these up and uh, then pass them off to our distributor and have everybody get their games uh so hopefully that'll be uh moving very quickly once we fund very nice i like that Everything prepared, that's always good, especially
0: for a Kickstarter. Okay, well, James, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about this. This is really exciting. I'm really excited to see uh, what the people think about it. I'm sure with the already great fan base you have, you'll make your money and then some, and you won't have to worry about it. So <laughs> well,
2: I hope so, too. This,
0: this will be for nothing, but <laughs> <laughs> but I really appreciate you coming on. If anybody needs to get a hold of you or uh, consume anything that you're on, please this is time to do so
2: yeah well uh normally when i am not guesting on other wonderful shows like mfg i am hosting my own podcast that is the one shot podcast it is a podcast where an actual play podcast where i along with several improvisers and usually some nerdy celebrity type person play different role-playing games every month we have a new group of players and we play in a new role-playing system so we touch on all the famous stuff like D and Numenera and then we get into some really weird obscure stuff like uh, recently we recorded an episode of Tenra Bancho Zero and that'll be going up in I think about three or four weeks so if you like to check out new gaming systems that you've never imagined yourself playing and hear very funny people play them I recommend checking out One Shot Uh, and if you want to get in contact with me directly uh, whether it is to ask uh, more about NPC one shot or just berate me for other nerdy reasons you can get in contact with me at one shot rpg on twitter that's where i am most easy to get in contact with otherwise head over to the one shot website and click on the contact us page perfect all right
0: well i think we've got people excited enough and i again we really appreciate you coming on james
2: well again i thank you guys so much for having me it's a blast
1: Legends of Tabletop Podcast, creating legends one die at a time.